right, guys, welcome back. This is Nick. This is Faye. And this is Creogs Over Coffee. Coffee. So welcome back, guys. This is going to be our second espresso episode. And today we're going to be talking about emergency treatment for acute onset severe hypertension during pregnancy and the postpartum period. To follow along, you should take a look at ACOG Committee Opinion number 767. So Faye, I guess to start, what would you define as a acute severe range high blood pressure? Yeah, so this would be a blood pressure of 160 millimeters of mercury systolic over 110 millimeters of mercury diastolic. And I would consider treating these blood pressures if they are persistent for 15 minutes or more. So Nick, what do you reach for when someone comes in and they have these uh, persistent severe range blood pressures? So yeah, once they're confirmed that these severe range blood pressures over 15 minutes, I think a lot of times the first thing that I tend to reach for is immediate release nifedipine. And I know there's three options in total, right? There's the immediate release oral nifedipine, there's IV labetalol, and there's IV hydralazine. I think a lot of times I reach for PO nifedipine because especially if these patients come in through our emergency department, they don't have IV access yet. You're just right. trying to get something on board to treat them. And so that one's a really good one to start with. Okay. Um, what do you go for? If they have IV access, and a lot of times we have great nurses in their emergency room that can immediately put one in, I usually reach for labetalol, and then if that fails, I go to hydralazine. But you're right. If they cannot establish IV access, I certainly go to nifedipine. And just to remind ourselves, if someone is walking in and they're still pregnant in the second half of their pregnancy with these acute onset severe range blood pressures, you should institute fetal monitoring at that time. So I guess let's run through kind of the treatment algorithms again. Each of these drugs, ACOG says, is okay to use as first line, depending on your clinical situation. So let's start again. Let's say we'll go with my agent, nifedipine, to begin. Yeah. So nifedipine, when you use it, you want to take and confirm your blood pressures. And if that blood pressure is persistently elevated, you want to give 10 milligrams of, again, immediate release nifedipine. The blood pressure should be remeasured in 20 minutes. And if it still exceeds the threshold of 160 over 110, bump it up to 20 milligrams orally. Rinse, repeat again. In another 20 minutes, if blood pressure is still greater than 160 over 110, you can give another immediate release nifedipine of 20 milligrams. At that point, if the blood pressure is still greater than 160 over 110, you should move on to labetalol or start looking at getting a subspecialist consultation. If you do achieve blood pressure control at any one of those three points we mentioned at first, you should repeat the blood pressure measurement every 10 minutes for an hour, then every 15 minutes for an hour, then every 30 minutes for an additional hour, and then every hour for four hours after that. All right, so let's move on to the next agent. So I like labetalol. And if someone is walking in and they have acute onset severe range blood pressures, you should make sure that these blood pressures are persistent and then administer IV labetalol, 20 milligrams intravenously. The difference here from nifedipine is that you actually want to repeat the blood pressure measurement in 10 minutes. And then if the blood pressure is still persistently elevated to administer 40 milligrams of labetalol. Rinse and repeat. Measure your blood pressure, 10 minutes, and if, if the blood pressure is still above that threshold of 160 over 110, either of those numbers, you want to administer 80 milligrams of IV labetalol. And if your blood pressure continues to be persistently elevated, then you should think about moving on to another agent or, like Nick said before, talking to your subspecialists. 
And finally, if you do achieve control of blood pressure at this time, you want to monitor your patient just like how Nick was talking about before. So lastly, some people out there really like hydralazine. Let's just run through the algorithm with hydralazine because it is a little bit different. So again, if you have persistently elevated severe range blood pressures, you're going to administer hydralazine intravenously at either a 5 milligram or a 10 milligram dose. After 20 minutes, rinse and repeat, measure your blood pressure again, and if it's still severely elevated, administer 10 milligrams of hydralazine. After another 20 minutes, repeat, and if the blood pressure is still above 160 over 110, rather than administering a third dose of hydralazine, at this point ACOG recommends switching to intravenous labetalol starting at the 20 milligram dose. And remember, according to new ACOG guidelines, having severe range blood pressures and needing to treat them does give the woman the diagnosis of preeclampsia with severe features. And so you should also be thinking about seizure prophylaxis with magnesium. So magnesium should be given as a 4 to 6 gram bolus initially, followed by a 1 to 2 gram intravenous drip on a pump. Additionally, with these severe range blood pressures, to identify the diagnosis that you're really treating, because this could be preeclampsia with severe features, or it could be something more serious like HELP syndrome, you should also draw laboratories including your CBC, creatinine, AST, and ALT at the very minimum. Nick, what about resistant hypertension? Let's say I've run through my labetalol, my hydralazine, my nifedipine, and this patient still has blood pressures that are over 160, over 110. What do I do next? Yeah, so this is something that can definitely be scary because we know that the amount of time that somebody has severe range blood pressure totally correlates with any sort of cerebral damage that may be ongoing. And so at this point, you definitely, if you don't have it already, consult an anesthesiologist, MFM, critical care subspecialist to talk about the next line of intervention. I don't know if I've ever really seen second line alternatives myself, Faye, but ACOG recommends potentially considering a nicardipine or an esmolol drip as a way to control blood pressure. And the other thing that they recommend, though it should be used with caution, is sodium nitroprusside. So this should be used only for extreme emergencies and also for the shortest amount of time possible because there are concerns about cyanide and thiocyanate toxicity in the woman and the fetus or newborn. And it can also increase intracranial pressure with potential worsening of cerebral edema in the woman. Once blood pressure is stabilized, anybody who is greater than 34 weeks should be considered for delivery. All right, Nick, so I think that brings that to the end of our second espresso episode. So let's sum up. All right. So again, we started off by saying that acute hypertension that necessitates treatment in pregnancy or postpartum period is defined as a blood pressure of 160 over 110 that is persistent over a 15-minute period. We talked about a few first-line agents, so we'll start with nifedipine. Nifedipine can be given first as a 10 milligram oral tablet immediate release for people who do not have an IV access. You then want to monitor their blood pressures every 20 minutes and repeat the dose at a 20 milligram dose and a third 20 milligram dose if necessary. For those with IV access, you have a choice of either labetalol or hydralazine. With labetalol, administer 20 milligrams intravenously, repeat the blood pressure in 10 minutes. If still elevated, give a 40 milligram dose of labetalol, repeat blood pressure again in 10 minutes, and finally your third line is 80 milligrams of labetalol. So for hydralazine, you'll start with a 5 milligram or 10 milligram dose IV, check your blood pressure in 20 minutes, and then administer another dose of 10 milligrams IV if needed. And remember, if you're starting to get to the end of the algorithm for any of these, you could switch agents 
or if you've tried everything, the next step is really to consult your anesthesiologist, your maternal fetal medicine specialist, or your critical care specialist. If you do achieve control of the blood pressure, you should measure blood pressures every 10 minutes for an hour, every 15 minutes for the next hour, every 30 minutes for the hour after that, and then every hour for four hours. Don't forget as well that you should obtain laboratories including a CBC, AST, ALT, and creatinine and initiate a magnesium procedure prophylaxis. All right, Nick, I think that brings us to the end of our second espresso episode. Once again, I'm Faye. And I'm Nick. And this is Creogs Over Coffee. So guys, if you like this short, sweet espresso episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever your podcatcher is. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Creogs Over Coffee 1, on Facebook at Creogs Over Coffee, and our website at www.creogsovercoffee.com. If you have ideas for future episodes or want to hear about anything in particular or have a correction to today's or any other episode, email us, creogsovercoffee at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to shout out like all our wonderful patrons on our podcast, you can go to our Patreon and give us some love. You'll find that at www.patreon.com slash creogsovercoffee.